So, uh, hey guys, this is uh, Patrick. I am from the No Dumb Questions Discord, and we are doing a podcast talking about No Dumb Questions and a few different things that we're interested in. Um, so, I'm Patrick, and I have a co-host with me, and I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Jacob. So, I have been listening to No Dumb Questions for about a month. I'm a big fan of Smarter Every Day. It's probably one of my top five favorite YouTube channels of all time. Um, I'm an engineering student now, so all of the engineering things, it ticks all my boxes. Um, And I don't know if it was an older video or if it was one of his more recent videos that I watched recently, but uh, Dustin mentioned the the podcast, so I hopped over there to check it out and, uh, you know, fell in love right away. So I've been binge watching from the beginning to, to make sure I can get all the jokes. Awesome. And uh, so I, I think I started to ask you before before we cut out earlier, but uh, which one of the podcasts that you've listened to so far is your favorite? Um, I, I like the gun one. Um, I think they mentioned a lot of really interesting aspects. The gun but then one? it was way too short. Why don't I, re- why don't I remember this? It was 28 or 29, I think. Oh, let me... This is going to be great radio, but let me just... I, I'm going to flip through that because I don't even remember them. I don't remember him talking about gun, guns and very much. Oh, was it the volunteer hang? Oh, welcome to the gun show. That's got to be it. Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember this one. Huh. Um, they talked about Ender's so they Game. They didn't get yeah. too interesting. Yeah. So Ender's Game, I haven't heard yet. Oh, that's good. That's very good. That that's like thirty-two or thirty-three. Okay. Have you have you read the book? Yeah, I read all. Actually, that's one of my favorite book series of all time. Yeah. Um. So I read the first one a while ago. Okay. Um, haven't seen the movie though. I haven't um, either. And then uh, I heard it wasn't wasn't so worth it. So. Same. And I like Harrison Ford, so I was I, I was I was really sad to hear that it wasn't good because I yeah. watched the movie or read the books recently, like the first four for the Shadow series, and yeah. so good. Wait, the Shadow series no. or the Ender's Game? Series? Ender's, Ender's Game, excuse me. So Ender's Game, okay. and then yeah, Shadow's the other one. Yeah. I want to get into the Shadow uh, stuff, but there's so many books to that. Yeah. So they're they're really good also. Um, the first one, oh man. So for those who don't know, um, the first book is by one character's perspective, and then there's a, a separate storyline by another character's point of view. Um, is, so is that the I Shadow series? I have both books on hand. Yeah. Okay. So the first book in the Shadow series covers some of the same material of the first of Ender's Game, but from a different character's perspective. And there's like three um, or four books in that series as well, right? The Shadow series. Yeah, yeah. So the the parts that overlap though are in both books, and you can read them from each character's perspective. So I, when I read that section, I had both books with me. That's awesome. And I was flipping back and forth. It was really, really cool. Yeah. The way it's written is really, really cool because it's it's the same events, but it's not described the same way because because it's coming from a different perspective. Did he write those? He wrote those books not terribly far apart too. Maybe maybe ten years or less. If I, if I remember correctly, though, he actually consulted the other book when he was writing the new one. That's super to cool. To make sure that the dialogue was, was, if not matching correctly, that there was intentional mismatches mm-hmm. to, to, to account for the different perspectives. Um, but I'm pretty sure that he consulted it to make sure that it lined up the way he wanted it to. And that's super cool. I really want to get into that because I, I really enjoyed the first book in the series is, is really unique, but even the following three books, although they're more space epic type books than than a coming of age story like Ender's Game. It, the they're really good too. Was, I I really enjoyed all those parts. Yeah. Um have you read the Foundation series? No, is that is that also Isaac him? Isaac Asimov? No. It's it's considered to be one of the top science fiction 
series is of all time. Kind of like Lord of the Rings would be for fantasy. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's really it's really if you like the later uh the later books from Ender's Game, Foundation is all like that stuff, the big like epic multi-millennia. It's really 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 cool. It's and there's a lot of books there. So I don't know if what you have on your list now. Um I don't but, do a whole lot. Yeah. I, 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 podcast takes up so much of my time, and audiobooks are basically the only only way I can read as far as time. I, ha- I don't have a whole whole lot of time. So that's that's interesting, though. I, I would definitely want to check that out. I found a similar similar kind of feeling book on Audible when I had a free trial. I, I checked out a book, and I don't even remember what it's called. Again, great radio here. But uh, it was... It was a really interesting book. Kind of had a very similar feel, a little, little more military feel than a, than, than Ender's Game. But it was, it was pretty cool. I'm gonna see if but I can more, more military than Ender's Game. Yeah, it was a little more so. It was from the point of view of a, of a soldier who basically aliens invade the earth and then he gets summoned into into duty like you do but uh once you get past that part and they get into space and they start you know dealing with the different races and different stuff going on it was it was different uh it was really interesting a little it felt like a little bit like an interesting game uh, i was gonna try and pull it up but audible's not logged in so i'm not gonna waste time clicking and trying to remember my password or whatever but you'll just take my word for it i'll i can always circle back <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So you said that you used to use the free trial, so you don't have an Audible subscription now. No, no. All my all my audio books I get through the library, really. Um, and so it's good for older books, but uh, more recent ones like the this upcoming book club book with no dumb questions, uh, the sun does shine. It's not in and not in my library, which stinks. I'm really really bummed about it. I think you can get a actual book, but I don't have time for that. Uh, but who does that anymore? I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I so being a religious Jew, um, so we keep the Sabbath um, every every week from Friday night at sundown until Saturday night at sundown. There's no electronics, um, so that leaves plenty of time for board games or, or book reading. Yeah. So so you you play board games? Um, so with the kids now, the board games don't happen quite as much. Yeah. Um, when uh, but my family overall is very big into it. Cool. Um, we never got into like the crazy board games, like we were Settlers of Catan and like Robo Rally and and uh, Pandemic and. So you didn't get into those uh, games, or you did? No, those are the ones we did. Okay. I don't know how into the like the board game scene you are. I, I'm a, I'm aware of Settlers of Catan. I've never played it, but it looks like something I would be interested in. Just complex enough to be really interesting, kind of like a a board game version of Civilization or Age of Empires or something. Is that? Um, Accurate? No, it's not. It's not that complex. It's simpler than those, from from what I understand. Uh, so that's actually one of the podcasts that I that I listened to in the past is actually about game design. Oh, really? Like like board game design? Well, not just board games. They they talk about board games. They also talk about video games and how the genres are so different. Interesting. Um, what podcast is that? Digital. It's called the Game Design Roundtable. Interesting. Um, it's been going on for quite a while. They have over two hundred episodes. Oh my goodness! I I would I would think you'd run out of stuff, but I guess I guess uh, apparently not. It's, it's a whole science. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. So what are what are the guys' backgrounds? Or um, or if you've been listening for a while, what are what are the guys' backgrounds in that in that podcast? Um, so they're both game designers professionally. Okay. Um, one of them worked for Hasbro for a while. Okay. Um, he designed the card game version of Risk. I've never played it myself. Oh wow. Um. But if I remember correctly, it's it's really interesting because you actually destroy the cards as part of the game, like burn them, like type destroy or like like rip them up or something. What? So that's one of the <laughs> that's one, yeah. I'll, I'll try to look it up here. Um, but it, that's one of the crazy things 
Okay, so so to give a brief overview of game design, you can put things into very different categories. So board games are different than video games, but within each each type of game, there's a lot of different aspects that overlap. Um, so there's like RPG, where where you have different people playing like different roles, and then like levels. So that's like a theme that happens much more in video games than in in board games. And then in board games, there's a bunch of different big styles. Um, so there's like European games. Um, there's what they call um, oh man I'm forgetting all the all the terms now uh, worker placement okay um, so that is where you pick spots on the board usually those spots stay for the rest of the game and then you get something because you picked that spot so that like Settlers of Catan for people that know that is a classic example of worker placement um, so you can you can split things all into there's all these like big categories um, and then there's the ones that don't fit into any categories that are crazy. Um, so, like another game that that someone made up that they had on the on the show is called um, Viking Funeral. Um, basically, you play the game with an old deck of cards that you that are missing pieces or that you want to get rid of, and the the cards are all Vikings and they fight, and you literally rip up the cards. So by the end, um, after you play a few rounds, the 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 car, the deck is in the trash. <laughs> like it's a game you played to get rid of the deck. That's funny. I I, I feel like you're just listening to this for a reason to destroy your cards. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, no. So it's really interesting. There's a lot of psychology aspects to it as well. Um. Like, what type of game do you want the players to do? Like, for example, to take a, a super uh, famous example, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um. Are you familiar with that at all? Yes. Yes, I played a lot of Call of Duty. Okay, so compare Call of Duty to a game like Legend of Zelda. Completely different. Right. Yeah, I mean... But in it, what ways are they actually different? Okay. Like, that's where it gets interesting. Like, like for, uh, the controls are not so different. Like, one is first person, one is third person, but you move around, you have weapons, you can switch weapons. Yeah. Um, but, like, in Call of Duty, there's no interaction. There's no. There's not really any choice. It's very linear. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Shortcuts are maybe right. a thing. Um, and and Legend of Zelda is a totally different style. And even within like first-person shooters, you have ones that are that have more openness and and choice. Like Battlefield. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, like uh, a really interesting another interesting example. I'm kind of uh, rambling now. No, no, you're fine. Um, I'm interested. Was, <laughs> yeah, was um, they wanted to have so with all aspects of all the game, you have the risk and the benefit, or the cost and the benefit. Um, so there was a certain part of the story um, had involved uh, taking a helicopter ride, um, and either the helicopter ride could be difficult to get to the mission, and then that adds a bit more drama. But if it's too difficult, then it feels like it's it's you know overshadows the actual mission. Yeah, you, you um, so you want you want to paint the right picture basically. In, in good game design, you want to you you want to encourage the player to keep going, and then you also want to encourage them in the direction that they should go. Uh, especially in a right. more open-ended game like Zelda. Um, yeah, for sure. There's also different ways that you want them to solve a specific problem. Like, for example, have you played Ocarina of Time? Sorry, not Ocarina of Time. Uh, the Wind Waker? I have played, probably, I'm a bad Zelda fan, but I've played, played oh. 10 or 15 hours. I played up through the first dungeon or two of Wind Waker. I okay, wanted so to get the very the beginning, the Forsaken Fortress where you have to hide in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so theoretically, you could play that without the barrel. Really? Like, technically, it's probably possible. I don't know if I've ever seen a video of someone doing it, but obviously you're supposed to use the barrel. You're supposed to sneak. Mm-hmm. You know? You don't even have a weapon at that point. Um, 
so like that part of the that level has a very different feel compared to the levels once you have your your weapon. Like taking away the weapon, it, it changes the the feeling completely. I have a really good level. example of that. If if I can go out, go deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah. In so in the Spider-Man Two, the well-regarded P- PlayStation Two game from a while back that based off the movie. Um, one of the mechanics, and I didn't know that this was the mechanic of the game, but I really enjoyed the combat in that game. It had a really fun little dodge mechanic. Basically, anytime you see uh, your spider sense, if you press the the dodge button, you'll dodge the attack, which is cool. But when you're fighting Dr. Octopus, and he's literally swinging forearms at a time at you and then throwing things, you're dodging a bunch. And how you're supposed to beat it... It always works, though? Yeah. Well, it, it, it... you could be overwhelmed, but if you're if you have singular attacks coming at you, it's pretty easy to dodge. But you have to keep mashing that button, and the way you're supposed to beat him is whenever he swings his arms at you, you're supposed to web his arms down to the ground, and then whenever all four arms are tied down, then you go in and, and waylay him. And I never right. figured that out. I uh, uh, I just so I was going in, and uh, I would do this uppercut where I'd throw him up in the air, and then I and I just hit him and dodge and hit him and dodge and hit him and dodge. And he was really hard because of that. But I did beat him, and I realized that man, this is yeah. harder than it should be because the rest of the game wasn't this difficult. And I just assumed it's because he was a final boss. And I ended up looking into it later. I said, oh, it's because I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> right. So that's yeah, that's one of the really interesting things with this whole category is how do you get people to play the way you want them to play? Yeah. You know? Ultimately though, I think my way was more fun. I really like it was I never got to a point where okay, this is frustrating, this isn't fun, but it was really really challenging. I think cuz cuz later I ended up playing coming back and playing it and webbing his arms and I'm like, "Oh, well this is easy." And I was like, oh, it was too easy. It was almost too easy, yeah. And so I actually enjoyed yeah. going in and it Frankly, it made me feel more like Spider-Man, but it, it did. It made me <laughs> it made me feel more like Spider-Man because yeah. you don't you know in in the comics or the cartoons he's not webbing the guy's arm down because he would just break it loose, you know. So it made it made it seem more authentic, less video gamey, and I really enjoyed it because right. of that. Yeah, so that's another big aspect they talk about is replayability. So for a game like Settlers of Catan, the 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 basic premise of the game stays the same, but the board actually changes every time you play. Yeah. Um, so that adds a lot to the replayability. Um, whereas video games, most of them, once you've played it once or twice, you know what to do. Yeah. Uh, especially for like a linear game like Call of Duty. Yeah. But you know something like but that's what where works of art like uh, Breath of the Wild come in, and you can literally just you could you can spend hundreds of hours just playing the game once, or you can go back and play it again and play it a completely different way than you did the first time, and right. not not get a different experience, so, but it'd be pretty different. Yeah. <laughs> So unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to to play that yet. Oh, you that you being the Zelda fan, that is such a good game. I know, I know, I know. My my siblings have it. Oh man, um, that's even worse because then you could like I, see it. We and, don't have a Switch here. Oh dude, yeah, that yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. So also yeah. understand the young parent thing. So I I, I, I get that as well. But uh, yeah, yeah. Rick, also student. Uh, yeah, student parent. <laughs> uh, yeah, money. Money's a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, not even the money is more the time. Yeah, that too. You know, there's just there's just no time. So right now, actually, I'm on vacation. Oh, good, good. Um, but yeah. So you said you're an engineering student. What uh, what year, um, what what year are you in for university? So I'm finishing my first year of studies, but actually my second year. Okay. In school. And um, are you going for mechanical engineering got or got in the way a little bit? Computer engineering. Computer engineering. Good stuff. 
Okay. So yeah. Well, so it's uh it's like half electrical engineering, half computer science. Interesting. So I'm gonna circle us back a little bit to our podcast discussion. Um, you like no dumb questions, and you like uh, this this uh, gaming podcast, which game design uh, yeah, roundtable, yeah, it's very cool. So I actually don't listen to it anymore. What made you stop? Um, so the, the episodes are pretty long overall. Okay. Um, and it wasn't always easy to tell what they were gonna talk about from the title. Um, and they got into discussing a genre of games that I'm just really not a fan of. Okay. And they were getting so deep into the details, it was like it was just too much for me. So I skipped around a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I never really found another episode that was really like like what I was looking for when I found this podcast was something that would teach more of the basics of the science of game design. Were you wanting to get into um, that yourself, or is it just something you were interested it, in? It's really interesting to me. Yeah, um, theoretically, I would want to. Like when I first wanted to learn computer science or engineering, like it's to make video games. Okay. But I don't know if that's so practical. But the whole concept of like making your own game sounds like super cool to me. Absolutely, and there's and 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 indie developers and everything like that are just popping up out of the woodwork. It's something that you don't have to get on a DA to make a video game. You can For basically sure. do it in your yeah. in your theoretical garage. Yeah. Interesting. So, what other podcasts have you been listening to? Well, I listen to a ton. Um, I listen to No Dumb Questions and Hello Internet. Um, no Dumb Questions is the one that really got me into podcasts. Um, I I had listened to other podcasts before, but and decently consistently. But uh, the one whenever that one came out, because much like you, I've, I've li- I haven't listened to Smarter Every Day since the beginning, but I've listened to him for years. And whenever he announced he was doing a podcast, I'm like, yeah, this would be really cool. I don't know who this Matt Whitman guy is, but uh, I'm going to check this out. And I've you know since of course love Matt and start you know started watching 10 minutes so just to hour. clarify you also started with with smart every day yes yes so uh, I, I've, I've watched uh, smart every day probably for I don't know four or five years um, I, I can't say I've watched every video in that t- time period ever since I've started the podcast of course I have but but and I've watched I've watched a lot of those videos and I really enjoyed it and circled back I'm still going through some of the backlog also yeah but because of the hell, uh, because of that, I got into Hell Internet because they brought that up a couple times, and then I got into CGP Grey because of that. Um, I still haven't really got into Brady's stuff as much. I really like Brady, um, but I probably'd watch more of his stuff if he was actually on camera. I think is he on Objectivity? I think I think he's on camera sometimes there. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's he's the one who does Number File. Yeah, he does Number File and Objectivity and, and Computer uh, File, Computer File, a whole bunch of stuff. He's he's got a dozen channels. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I don't think that's an exaggeration. So a lot of that stuff is super interesting. Yeah. For me also. Yeah, I but. I could see it. I just hadn't I hadn't I hadn't added them to my list. I really need to. But I listen to a lot of tech podcasts and a lot of uh, um, I listen to hardcore history. I listen to a few uh, uh, more religious focused podcasts like Holy Post and uh, but that one I just recently got into. I mean, I'm enjoying that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm pretty basic on that. I, I like the two guys talking podcasts. Um, so Hell Internet and Ear Biscuits is fun. Um, Ear Biscuits. Ear Biscuits. Yeah, that's Rhett and Link. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's it's not as good as No Dumb Questions, but uh, Rhett and Link are pretty funny, and they it's a pretty good podcast. I I recommend that one. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Uh, a couple tech podcasts. So I like uh, Android Central podcast, and I like. Uh, um, MKBHD, uh, Marquez Brownlee. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He just started a podcast. He makes a podcast also. Yeah, he just started one. His oh, first okay. episode came out um, August 9th. <laughs> so, so you could totally wow. get in on that. Yeah, and it, it was pretty good. It was interesting. Yeah. 
too many ads. What was it about? Uh, it's it's a tech podcast. So he talked a lot about uh, the Galaxy Note 10 um, and a few different things about kind of what they're looking to do with the podcast itself. But it was interesting. He's 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 always been an interesting speaker. Um, like I said, a little heavy on the ads. That was, but you know, I you know, got to pay for the podcast, so I get that. But uh, right. that was my only really complaint. So I thought it was it, interesting. So I'm big in the tech scene also, but yeah. just YouTube. Yeah, same. Since uh, what, who, what are your favorite uh, YouTube channels? So Linus Tech Tips. Yeah. Um, Unbox Therapy. I dabble. I am subscribed to them. <laughs> I, I skip over most of their stuff. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, but I like that they're Canadian. Yeah. Uh, I played hockey in high school, so anytime I, I interact with Canadians, it warms my heart a little bit. <laughs> oh, the Canadian folks are great. I've. I've um, yeah. I like, and then MKBHD also. I like yeah, uh, yeah. TechLinked is one of my favorite channels uh, of Linus's because um, they can get really deep in the weeds sometimes. So it's, I, I, I can, I'm like, they'll they'll be talk, start getting really into some of the different processors and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, not not following, not fo- oh, and he went deeper. Okay, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how did you like the the most recent videos from from Smart Every Day? Oh man, let me see. I. I love them all. The space ones. The space ones. Oh yeah, yeah, with space, with, with Linus. Yes, 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 yes. I like yeah, yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I did like that. I liked the one. Um, I liked. It was really funny because Linus is super smart with PC stuff, so it was really fun to watch him get schooled a little bit. Even though, uh, yeah, and obviously it's a different kind of computer, but it was really fun to watch his mind get blown a little bit. And uh, and it was also fun because Destin's such a smart fella. It's really fun to watch him learn about these this tech stuff and because you know he's not a dummy when it comes to that but linus is on another level and it's really it was really funny to watch him sure. get his mind blown <laughs> yeah it was it's crazy so I, I have a big affinity for space in general yeah i'm a big fan um my dad when he was like five or six years old he saw i think it was a, a unmanned it was a satellite launch but he, he saw so he was there? a rocket launch and um for a satellite i don't even remember which one it was uh, if I ask him, he would remember which mission it was. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, he was he was there at the launch pad. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and it, it had a big effect on him. So he's an electrical engineer. Okay. He actually works in the automotive industry. So oh, okay. Not, uh, any connected with space at all? Uh, Good but stuff. I don't know. It's always uh, always been a big draw for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's it, it. I mean, if you have any kind of adventurous spirit, which I admittedly I don't really, but space is still really interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I see that as as in I'm not. A, I would love to travel, but I'm not somebody who's like I have to go to the jungles of Amazon or whatever. I'm I'm not one of those kind of people. Right. I like, but but to somebody who is that way, it's like you know it's been done before. We've climbed Everest. We've gone to the deep recesses of South America. We've gone everywhere. Space is the next. You know that's that's where the next thing. Yeah, that's the next thing. If you have yeah. an adventurous spirit, that's where you want to go. I mean, that's 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 no one, not everyone's yeah. been there. <laughs> Just a I handful. Mean, I, it's it's, an, it's interesting that you say that though. I I wouldn't think all astronauts now are those types of like thrill seeking adventurous. You know, but you gotta have to. So it's interesting that you say it that way. Yeah, mate. Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking more along the lines of not necessarily astronauts, but people who who are really interested in space because. You're not an astronaut, but you are in, very interested in it. I would say that you probably do have a, a, a tendency to, which I don't know you, so maybe maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> but, but I would say you, you probably have that tendency. Yeah. yeah. So I I am a big hiker. So again, with the kids, it hasn't been happening so much recently. I can respect but my that. My family would go to go to trips to Wyoming, um, to like the Tetons. Uh huh. Um, since since my mom was a kid, um, so we would all pile in the the Winnebago, like the giant RV thing. Yeah. yeah. And drive across the whole country. My family's from the Midwest, 
Um, so it's like a 20 plus hour drive. So you split it into a few days, of course. Oh, sure. Um, and then, you know, I camp out in the mountains for a few days. And I went back with a friend and we did a four day backpacking trip on our own. Um, but I've never actually traveled outside the United States or Israel. Really? Interesting. So, Because you you're from the States and you are currently in Israel for school or you, is, is it other reasons? So No, so I, I live here now. Okay, okay. Um, so, I mean, that's a whole different diet. Yeah, so that, that may be that. too personal. As a mess, I'm like, ah, it may be too personal. So, uh, but. Uh, no, I'm happy to talk about okay, it. Okay. It's just not quite the topics that we've been... You know, we could do a whole episode about the yeah, about sure. why people immigrate to different places. and Which that in itself is really people. fascinating to me. I would love to yeah. hear, know more about that. So we can mark it down for a later episode. Okay. All right. Well, I um, think that kind of draws us to a close on this one, unless you have any other questions uh, in regards to what we've talked about. I think we covered a pretty wide breadth in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, before you cut out, you mm-hmm. were starting to talk about which Smart Everyday episode, uh, which uh, No Dumb Questions episode you like the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. And I, I didn't get to hear your, your answer. Oh, okay. So I... I've I, you know, I really enjoyed them all, but I think the ones that stay in my mind that I really have enjoyed and thought about the, the most, I really liked the backwards talking uh, episode was really cool. It helped that the the skill was interesting and very well documented for podcast. It was it it just led itself well, but also the guy was really interesting and he he made for an interesting podcaster himself, which I would think that's that's a pretty unique. Uh, interesting thing the other one was the have you seen the video though the the video for, uh, oh the backwards talking video yeah yeah and yeah. it was very funny did you see that before no i saw it yeah, after did you see that before or after you listened to the podcast i saw it after really yeah i, I think it came out after okay, the podcast so, so came go out. ahead the uh the other one i really like was the 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 shadow uh the shadow creature uh podcast that one was so creepy but it was so good and and matt did such a great job of bringing some funny things into an otherwise you know, understandably terrifying uh, situation but uh it was it was a great episode i really loved that one yeah it was the crazy part though was just how uh tara and, and matt had such a similar yeah experience what are the odds of that that like validated the whole thing for me yeah because you know because tara is not not a she's you know from you know from what i little i understand she does not seem to be like a, a fantastical person so the fact that you know if matt did it's like oh, okay matt's telling a story it's like oh, oh tara too what yeah. <laughs> yeah have you ever experienced anything like that no i've never experienced anything like that i'm pretty uh i i've i'm i guess i'm boring i don't know <laughs> but but uh, no I've, I've never had anything like that have you um, so not not anything near the same, but I, so I don't know if I would call it sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. I did have one time when we were, we were on a road trip to Wyoming, actually. Um, so one of the games, my I remember this very clearly. One of the games my family would play on road trips was we just called it the animal game. Someone would think of an animal, and it was like basically 20 questions. Everyone else would try to guess to see what animal it was. So you start out, is it a mammal? Is it a reptile? And we'd narrow it down. Uh-huh. And whoever guessed the animal correctly first, um, they won, and they got to pick the animal for the next round. Cool. Um, so I, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> like you do. And then, and then, yeah, I was, you know, maybe 10 years old at the time. Um, and then I remember waking up and I heard they were playing the game and I heard a few a few questions and I said, oh, I bet it's uh, this. And I had a specific animal in mind and I wanted to guess it. And then I, I tried to say something and I couldn't talk. Huh. And then I realized that I couldn't move. My eyes were closed. I was totally chill. I was, you know, asleep in my, in, in my seat. 
um, and the game was still going on around me, uh, but I couldn't move at all. I couldn't talk. And then somebody eventually, a, a few minutes went by, and somebody else guessed the animal, and I was right. So I was super upset. <laughs> yeah, understandably. Um, but, but I wasn't scared at all. Um, nothing interacted with me. Like I, I knew exactly where I was. I didn't think that there was anything. Uh, you know, like at some point, I think I realized what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like I must still be partially asleep. Um, and I don't remember how it ended. At some point, I was able to move again. That's interesting. Um, but like I distinctly remember they were playing the game. I can't visualize it because my eyes were closed, so I don't have any any like visual yeah. memories from that moment. Um, but I I remember the situation very clearly. That's interesting. It's almost like you were hearing it and your subconscious was building a picture for you or something. It, it, it's really, I, I you know I had something like that happen when I was a kid, but it was more ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I remember, and I, it was not a long story, thankfully, because we, um, we're running out of time. But uh, basically, I got a new alarm clock as a kid. It was probably same same as you, probably about ten. Um, I got a new alarm clock and I hadn't heard it go off, and I remember distinctly. Uh, I was having a dream and I was in the dream I was at my grandparents house and I was outside playing and I heard a noise in my dream and I'm like what is that noise it's really weird and I it got louder as I was walking around and then I I pinpointed and I walked up to a big stick and I picked up this big stick and the and that noise is screaming in my ear just rah, rah, and I'm like what is this noise <laughs> and then I wake up and I'm still hearing the noise like what is this noise and it was the alarm clock of course but but I was yeah. like that was that was the weirdest like subconscious dream that I'd ever had that again m- more funny less serious yeah. but that that was the closest thing that I've ever had you made me it's think like about something that. outside affecting your dream yeah have you ever had like a lucid dream before um I'm sure I have, um, where I've become aware that I'm dreaming in the dream. I have, but it, I can't remember anything about it. It's, it, 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 I, I've, I've had situations where I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm aware, and then I wake up, I'm like, oh, I, well, I, I was aware, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. spe- so, specifics. So I, th- I think we're out of time now, but I, I do have another story also. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll make it quick. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. So, <laughs> so um, we were at school, and so this was in a dream. Uh, we're at school, and I remember I got a Mark McGuire baseball bat, like a wiffle ball bat. Very set. cool. Um, and it was super cool. I don't know if you've ever seen the basketballs that have, like, the handprints that show you how you're supposed to position your hand. No. Like, so you have the correct... Okay, so so it's a thing they do to help you uh, learn how to make your shot. So it was something like that for a baseball bat, though, for a wiffle ball bat. It had, like, handprints to, to help you hold it. Cool. I don't remember why why it was so important, because it's not so hard. The grip, the, the hands isn't the hard part of, of baseball. Um but but it was really cool, um, and and I got it, and I ran outside. I wanted to show it to all my friends. Okay, let's play with a ball. I was, I was super enthusiastic. I ran outside. I said, guys, who wants to play with me? And everyone else was doing their own thing. They're like, eh, we're, we're not so interested. So I'm like, okay, great. I was super enthusiastic and ran back inside. And halfway halfway to getting back inside, I stopped. I'm like, wait a second. That wasn't supposed to happen. Like, we're supposed to be playing with a ball now. What's going on? Yeah. Did I break the storyline? And then I woke up. Huh. Like, like I noticed that something something went wrong somewhere. Interesting. In the in, in the dream. So so you were you, know? you became aware and then and then woke up and you broke it and whenever you woke, or whenever you whenever you did the wrong thing you broke it at that point and realized what. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. But, That's cool. So, yeah. So they they talked about a specific type of uh, uh, sleep paralysis, but I think there's more types that that maybe aren't as well known. Interesting. You know. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, like I said, clearly, you know. 
those are a couple of examples of, of different levels of subconscious in there. So I, I, I there's, I, there seems like there would be some other additional stuff going on, which is, I don't know, I'm not making any sense, but yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Okay. Well, perfect. Well, thank you all for listening and Jacob, thank you for uh, talking. That was a very interesting conversation. Thank you as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time then.